Hello and welcome to Grazia Life Advice, Grazia's podcast. I'm Rhiannon and each week I'll be interviewing women worth listening to and getting them to pass on the six best pieces of advice they've ever been given and the worst piece too. Our guest this week is businesswoman Jo Malone. During her decades in the industry, she's created two worldwide brands. Firstly, Jo Malone London, which she sold to Estee Lauder and eventually departed in 2006. And now Jo Loves, which she launched in 2011. We met Jo in her Jo Loves Belgravia store and she was a truly inspiring guest. She shared advice given to her by none other than Oprah, uh, waded in on the problems facing the British high street and talked about why her dyslexia has made her the woman she is today. She was so great that we actually even allowed her to give us seven pieces of good advice. So, over to Joe. I'm here in the gorgeous Joe Love store in Belgravia with Joe Malone. Hi, Joe. Hello. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Really yeah. good. I mean, it sounds obvious, but this place smells amazing. <laughs> it would be pretty sad if it didn't, yeah. wouldn't it? With all these candles burning and everything. Yeah. So, um, thank you. How, how do you feel when you walk into this store, just seeing what you've built here? Well, this was the first. This was the first store I ever had my job um, when I was 16 years old, oh. and it was my 48th birthday present from my husband. And he told me to go and be a shopkeeper again. So I feel, I don't know, I feel my past, my present, my future in one place, which is a very weird kind of yeah, emotion. Yeah. But I'm so proud that I came back and started again and built another business. Um, mm. And this place has been, you know, home for for our Joe Loves brand and, mm. and our consumer and our team. So I'm proud when I look at it. Yeah. Well, you're a phenomenally successful businesswoman, so we're really excited to hear your advice today. Uh, and if we can start with your first piece of advice, I mean, literally, I'm looking here at one of your candles. It's about stamping your identity <laughs> on your brand. Well, actually, that piece of advice um, was given to me a long time ago when I built my first brand, mm-hmm. and it was the advice was given to me from Oprah Winfrey. Oh, so wow. I went and did her show, <laughs> but I also went and had lunch with her, which was an amazing, oh um, amazing experience. But, a, but you could just tell this woman was just like us. You know what she built a brand she understood, and I said to her, "What do you think the most important thing is? What would you tell me?" And she said, "Stamp your identity." And honestly, from the minute she said it, mm. I've lived with that every day. Wow. So it's not just about stamping your identity into your product, but into your business. You know, your business. If this is your business, it needs to feel your heartbeat. It needs to have your characteristics, mm. and um, good and bad. Good. You, you 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 can't just you know take one lot. And so you. Stamping your identity means you bring integrity, you bring truthfulness, you bring realness to to a brand and a product. So um, every single day I look at things and if it's a new product or it's a new shop, I think, is this me? Mm. Is this really Joe? Mm. Do I feel my spirit here? And if the answer is no on three of those, okay, it's not right for us. Right. And it may, and I get lots of people bringing ideas to us. And we have to, and it's not that the idea isn't great or the product's not great, but if it doesn't have that feeling of identity for me, mm. it's not right for our brand. So it's a really good safety net. And your newest fragrance is like your first one with just, it's your name and it's it's Joe and it's, it's fragrances you like. So is that kind of the pinnacle of doing that? Everything I do, everything I've done actually for the last 30 years mm. has been about me telling you stories about mm. my life. Um, Jo Malone, The Cream and Black Box was about me telling you the story when I was a young girl and, and I was just starting out. Jo Loves is about the woman I am now. 
and I'm different mm. you know I mean all of us 30 years in our life we're going to grow and, and life will change us but Joe the the fragrance you're talking about Joe by Joe loves you can only do that once in your life you can't mm. you, you know I can't do Joe number two Joe number three and I really felt it was the moment where my as I said my past my present and my future became one minute and everything I'd learnt, everything I was, and all my dreams and aspirations are suddenly coming. I, mm. I can see it all knitting together. So I wanted to create the um, the celebration of grapefruit mm. and the celebration of that. But that really does have me in every single part of that fragrance. I was I didn't let anyone wear it for a year, so I was the only one in the really? world wearing Joe. And it was kind of special. It was there was a really because every time I wore it, someone would say, "What is that? Yeah. What is that smell?" Um, and and then when I let her, when I've kind of let her go, and I see her now, you know, sitting on a shelf and people buying her, I feel very proud, mm. and I feel like you know, it's it's time that that she had a moment, and um, but that does have my identity integrity and passion stamped all over it mm, it's wonderful and your second piece for advice I think is really important we speak to a lot of business women and they think there's a lot of aspiring business women out there and you know it's up and down isn't it and this is about never quitting when things look bad because it can change absolutely mm. so never quit on a bad day because yeah. first of all you never quit on a good day Mm. if you think about how you balance it but there are going to be people listening to that bit of advice and say well hold on a minute Joe. you know when things are not going and we do take a, a different turn so quitting is one thing changing your mindset and your strategy mm. is completely different but often in business when we go through a really tough time and right at this moment in this country SMEs are really struggling mm. big companies are struggling but SMEs really you know where, where are we going what do we do is it really worth carrying on and all I would say is if you're going to quit and if you are going to say to yourself this isn't for me make sure you're standing on a top of a mountain where you can see the whole landscape mm. because often what will happen is tough times will get better mm. tough times pass they, they're not with us forever and if we failed at a couple of things I'm afraid that's just part of business and part of learning um, but if you stand on that mountainside and you think to yourself six months later I'm so glad I didn't quit because if I quit I would have missed this moment mm -hmm. so just make sure you can see the whole landscape as you're making those decisions um, but changing strategy is very different from quitting mm -hmm. we can actually sit back and say to ourselves okay this bit of our business and I've done this hundreds of times in my life and people keep trying and trying. It's like, it's not working, guys. It's not working. We have to change the way we're looking at something. And we have to change the way we're doing it. That must be quite tough. Is there things that you've not wanted to put aside and you wish you were like, no, this has got to be... And it's hard sometimes to give up something. Time. Mm. Time is a great... You know, timing in life is... The more, the more I see a business, the more I realise timing is such an important... And one businessman I know very, very well who I really respect calls it luck mm. whether it's luck or timing or t right place right time who knows but sometimes things aren't right at that moment in time that's not to say they weren't of use mm. or you didn't learn something and sometimes you just park something for a bit I mean the shock candle um, when I first wanted to do the shock candle it was just there was absolutely no way I hadn't even launched a new brand and I wanted to do something so different and what I needed to do was to 
was to communicate with the consumer in a way that they understood who Joe was first. Mm. Because when you come up with pioneering different ideas, it's a journey that you take the consumer on and you have to hold their hand and say, it's okay, trust me. Mm. I've done all the work, I've done all the creativity. Um, So sometimes some of those ideas, you just, you put them together and you just put them on the shelf so that you can always see them. Yeah. And then when the right time and the right place and that luck arrives, you take it down from the shelf and you open it up again. Um, And also right teams, teams Mm. round, uh, you know, my uh, creative team are so inspirational and innovational. Why? Because I am. Mm -hmm. You can't expect people to create and think out of the box if you don't. So um, that, you know, sometimes those creative ideas need those sort of people that think in a very, um, very left field, you know, that they're not going to they're not going to go the normal sort of fashion. Yeah. They're going to think out of the box. So, But I truly believe nothing is wasted in life, nothing. Not failure, not success, not rich, not poor. And nothing is wasted. Yeah. Eventually, it will all come back and teach us something and lead us uh, to a new adventure. Which kind of leads on to your third piece of advice, which is about getting used to change, that adapt- adaptability. It's. It, I'm afraid that's been the same all through time, but yeah. we just took a little bit of, of it for granted. And I think change with some people is very scary. Mm. For me, I'm dyslexic. I'm entrepreneurial, so change for me is the most is the air that I breathe. So every single day, something in my life will I'll have to do something differently, and it's a natural reaction for me. But for some people, it's not. Mm -hmm. And that can sometimes, when you're a small team, that can be really difficult. Uh, It's difficult for the business, but it's also difficult for the people because it causes, sometimes can cause division. Mm. Um, And when I'm looking for people, I am looking for those people that, that even if they don't have those pioneering creative ideas, they don't stifle other people that do. So change is here to stay. Let's build our businesses with that adaptable, you know, feeling with them and building teams that understand, you know, when the young 18-year-old comes in as an intern, they're more likely to have an idea that changes your business because they don't have preconceived ideas and listen to them, learn from them, take on, you know, and take them on that journey because young people, change is second nature as they're coming through. When you go through school and university, I mean, every day is different. Mm. And then we we leave university or you, I didn't even go to university, but you get yourself a job and you get in to that, you know, that way of thinking. Let's hold on to that, the spirit of um, that younger generation that really embraces change because with change comes the ability to learn, the ability to think differently, the ability to use your imagination. Change is a great thing. But in building businesses with change, remember, you need to bring stability and security. Yeah. So that's where, you know, as, as an owner and a founder of a, of a business, that is part of my job to stimulate that creativity, but also to bring stability for people as well. We keep hearing it's really tough times on the British high street. Um, do you think that some of those big brands, those kind of um, big department stores, is, are they lacking that change? They, some of them have been the same for a lot of years, maybe. Is that something you identify? 
Um, I think it's I think it's always been the same. I, mm-hmm. I think we're suddenly thinking that something has changed and happened. It, it hasn't. It's always been that way. Yeah. Department stores were never. If we if any shopkeeper ever thinks their shop is just about product, whether you're selling newspapers and Mars bars or whatever, or you're selling food or you're selling clothing. You know what? That these are places. They they're becoming like museums, but they need to be like theatres. Right. We need entertainment, education, mm. communication, fun, laughter, and and that spirit. And and you need to look at not just one consumer. You need to look at the generations that stand either side of that consumer. Department stores on the high street. Am I surprised that they're going through a tough time? Absolutely not. Mm. Do I think they can be? Um, Sorted, absolutely I can, but it is going to take a different mindset and thinking differently and bringing in those those kind of pioneering ideas. I mean, for instance, look at the store Apple. Mm-hmm. Okay, they sell phones, don't they? But look at what they've created. Mm. Look at what they did. They literally ripped up the rule book and started again. Mm-hmm. And you walk past an Apple store, I mean, you have to make an appointment to go and see somebody. <laughs> Isn't that what we want, yeah. again, in our department stores and in our stores, and that, which is here in, in Joe Loves, which is why we did the tapas bar. Mm. You know, think of things that entertain people, that cost the consumer nothing, yeah. but draw them into the storytelling, tell story after story after story after story, and bring them alive for the consumer. And you know what? We'll see our high street start to thrive again. Mm. But if we don't, if we sit there and keep doing the same thing and think it's going to change, it won't. Yeah. More and more, uh, you know, are you getting asked? Are you getting asked to consult? Are you getting asked your opinion? Are you getting asked to mentor? Is that a regular part of your life these days? Um, mentoring, I'm hopeless at because <laughs> I'm too controlling. Right. So I don't mentor at all. Okay. I go around the world telling the story to, um, I'm off to the Middle East next week. Mm. Um, I've just come from a big tour with Space NK in Manchester, Belfast, yeah. Edinburgh, Rutway into the regionals. Um, thoroughly enjoyed doing all of that and sharing my story mm. but the uh, the collaboration and consultation is something that I'm starting to look at mm. um, and I'm really starting to enjoy it because it, it kind of enables me to be more than just a candle or a bottle of fragrance and I think that I do have that ability to create in different mm. ways um, and I kind of I'm ready to sit back on a board again uh, I sat on a board a couple of boards a couple of years ago and I cut my teeth and yeah. I learnt and I wasn't very good at it <laughs> but I learned what I wasn't very good at mm. and realise now that sitting on a board I, I kind of I think I'm much more in that mindset now yeah your fourth piece of advice I mean from Einstein it seems seems you couldn't get a better person to be advising you and it's about not constantly doing the same things over and over again yeah yeah, um, and that is for, for me. That is what my business is based on. Mm-hmm. And just because we're successful today, we have to get up and be successful tomorrow. And the key, one of the keys for us is storytelling, mm-hmm. storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. And you can you know you can look at a product um, from one direction, but if all we're trying to do is just sell that product to that one consumer, you've only got one sale. If you sell a whole lifestyle and draw that consumer in, mm-hmm. you have the ability to, to have that sale kind of many, many times. So um, that quote is something that really resonates within me. And, you know, sometimes in business we feel that we, when things are, when things are not as, they, as we want them to be, that we have no power mm-hmm. and no choice. You always have choice. The power is always in your hand. You can either walk away 
from that situation and find something else. You can either accept that situation or you can change the way you look at it. And changing your mindset in business is one of the most powerful things that we learn. And we learn that Mm -hmm. through challenges. That's where we learn that resilience because by looking at something and thinking, okay, no. And, you know, some of my other pieces of business advice, you'll see them all link in one Mm. after the other. And that changing the way you look at something, that's where businesses really start to take on a whole new life and have, you know, kind of this new breath of creativity within them. Mm. So it's about not expecting the same result every time unless you're changing your attitude, you know. well, if you're looking at figures, you do want the you do yeah. want that same result. If you're in bookkeeping, it's like yeah. I'd be really happy to to keep. But what I'm saying is, if you do something, if you do a mail out, for instance, mm. or, I mean, especially with social media, and you know the third time you've tried it, but you don't change a thing and you keep doing it, and you're thinking to yourself, why why are we not getting the pick up? Mm. You know what? Change change the way you're looking at it. Change something about it. Send it at a different time of the day. Split the consumers and see which ones are responding to, to what. Mm-hmm. I mean, social media, I suppose, is a very um, obvious thing. But, but meetings, BRMs, business review meetings. You know what? If you've got a whole group of people in a room and for an hour and a half, everyone's bored, don't bother with it. Because mm-hmm. if they're bored, your consumer is going to be bored. So yeah. change it up jiggle it around think of a different way of doing it and that's that goes back to to you need teams of people that are that are open to that change um you know because some people like that the the rigidness in a business don't they yeah do consumers still surprise you do you you must some you must think oh i know what they want from this but do they still surprise you to this day every day Mm. and the day the consumer stops surprising me is the day I should hang up my no. penny and stop being a shopkeeper because that is the magic of being a shopkeeper. The surprise of what we deliver to to our customers coming through and what the customer then reveals to us about themselves. That, for me, is the magic of being a shopkeeper. And the day they stop making me feel that is the day that it's over. Is that still, if someone said, what's your job, you'd say shopkeeper? I'm a shopkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. I've just done a big presentation <laughs> for the Middle East and it says the story of a shopkeeper. And um, and that's how I see myself. Is mm. I, you know, I, I'm a global shopkeeper, but that's what I'm very good at. Yeah. Uh, your fifth piece of advice is inspiration and innovation are best friends. I love that. I feel like that should be put on a board <laughs> somewhere. Tell me about that. So I'm dyslexic, very, very dyslexic. So if we were, um, and when I had to write these out yesterday, I struggled because it's anything to do with letters because mm. the letters move around on a page. But colour, sound, texture, smell, they're my, my most kind of um, valued senses, if you will. And when I'm creating, sometimes in life you can sit. And when I'd, when I'd walked away from and I had something called a five-year lockout, mm. which is where I was prevented from entering the industry, rightly so, but I didn't create fragrance for five years. And then when I came back wanting to start a new business, I thought my creativity would snap straight in, and it didn't. Right. And I tried and I tried, and I could create fragrance, but I couldn't create it brilliantly, and that's what I wanted to do. And it took me a good year. I suffered terribly from anxiety because I doubted who I was Did I, was I ever going to do this again and I was, I was totally miserable and then I went away to, on holiday to Parrot Quay and there was an incident on a beach with a stingray swimming along beside me and I realised creativity 
is you don't own it. Mm. You, nobody owns it. It's actually a relationship, and it's it's almost that voice. It's about your imagination. But in order for your imagination to start thinking, you need to be inspired. And when inspiration comes, like that stingray swimming along the beach um, in the sea by the side of me, I was inspired. And with that, my heart started to beat. I felt that childlike excitement. And what happens immediately, you start to think creatively, Mm. which is the story of Pomelo, the fragrance. Smoke plum and leather is sitting on the horse in, in the top of the mountains in Montana. Mango and Thai lime is New York City sitting at a bar watching the barman make. So every single thing, the inspiration comes and then the creativity. So they're two sisters, they hold hands. If you want to be creative, you have to find inspiration. And that isn't going to, off to a museum. Mm. It's not... It's not doing, you know, needing to go to university. Every single person is born creative with the ability to be creative in some way. Some can play music, some can cook, some can think differently, but we all have a diamond in us of creativity. And part of the happiness of life is finding what that is. So 21 days for 20 minutes a day, allow yourself 20 minutes of inspiration. I don't care how you find it. You could look at a color and tell me what piece of music that that red bow would be. What um, what part of the world do, does that feel like it comes from? Allow your imagination right. to tell you stories. And I promise you, I promise you, hand on my heart, 21 days of doing that, it becomes a habit. And you will think creatively about your life, your business, your family. And you will find that real diamond of true happiness. That's amazing. And your creativity, of course, I have to ask about your nose, your, your sense of smell. Um, you have this fantastic sense of smell, obviously, which has led to this business. Is it ever a bit of a curse having too good a scent? <laughs> I, when I was first pregnant, it was the worst thing in the world, being able to smell everything. And I just thought of you and I thought, I wonder if that's a nightmare. Uh, that's actually the only time it was dreaded because I had mm. hyperemesis. Yes. And I was very sick through nine months. Well, actually, you're pregnant for 10 months. I don't know where that nine months comes from. You're pregnant for 10 months. 10 months, I was sick every day, and I couldn't smell a thing. Um, so I grew up with a very strong sense of smell, probably because of my dyslexia. So what life takes away with one hand. Dyslexia is not a disability. It's the ability to think differently. That's all it is. And my sense of smell is probably... I don't know anyone with a sense of smell like me, actually, (laughs) at all. And my nickname at home is Bloodhound, um, because I can smell everything, not just fragrance, but almost Mm. everything. When I was pregnant, I um, did create fragrance for 10 months. It made me so poorly and so sick. But if life were to give me back my life again and say, you can not have dyslexia, but your sense of smell will be like everyone else's, I'd have dyslexia any day of the week. It's just been my golden ticket in life, really. Wow, that's an amazing, that's an amazing way to look at things. And resilience is your sixth piece of advice, that it's important to have resilience to have a successful business. Resilience is the mean that, um, so when you, when you start out in, in business and you're small, there's a lot of resilience because you're, you hear the word no a lot of the time. So you go back and you think, well, okay, they've said no, but... I think the answer is yes, so I'm going to find another way. And then as we grow our businesses and they get bigger and bigger, we we tend to sort of play it much safer. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. And that, and I understand that's an important part of, of, of a growth pattern. But don't lose 
that embracing of resilience because resilience makes us retail warriors. So when you have a few knocks and you stand up and you dust yourself off, you get stronger each time. Mm. I've um, For the last year, I've been doing Pilates and um, it's really taught me the strength of the core of your body. And my body feels different. I'm healthier, I'm happier. Um, in fact, I've just done a Pilates lesson this morning. But our businesses need to have that core strength. Mm-hmm. They need to have the business equivalent of Pilates. And that often is the resilience of your body. And then your body sort of learns, doesn't it, to recognize something and your muscles get stronger. Businesses are exactly the same. So if you face certain things in in business and certain difficulties and you don't run away from them Mm. and you face them with whatever way and and tools you're able to the next time it happens it's no longer a problem and what your team then see is a resilient group of people that no matter what come towards you will find a way Mm. together and take your teams on that journey of finding the answers and sometimes allow them to come up with the answers and even though you know it won't work work through it Mm. don't always be the one to step in and I'm the biggest um, I I fail at this miserably because I'm such a control (laughs) freak but sometimes my husband will look at me and put his finger to his mouth enough to say no no let's learn through this because if we if we if all we do is dictate our businesses the whole time you will never have people that will pick up leadership um, and that you know that is what you want. If they keep making the same mistake time and time again, that's a different matter. Yeah, there's there's the door. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But um, allow people their own resilience and, and stand. And when something goes wrong, you all stand forward together. Yeah. And when something goes right, you all stand forward together. And I think that is that is definitely what this country needs right at the minute is people. Um, you know, we are we're pulling people down left, right, and centre, mm-hmm. and it's. I find it really destructive what is being and what we're going to be left with is devastation unity will bring back um, it, it's not going to take away the problems yeah. but it means that people won't feel isolated and alone yeah you spoke about your team a lot so I can't resist doing a seventh piece of advice from you which <laughs> is about is it's it's great to hear the head of a business say this about letting your staff members also have creativity and letting them grow and, and you know kind of so I, I put here treasure the tre- treasure loyalty and celebrate the accomplishments of those who helped you build mm. when we build businesses we don't always employ the right people so I'm not saying that I I think this about everybody mm. but there are certain people that come into your life they're gems they're absolute gems mm-hmm. and when we work to and what happens is your business becomes bigger because of that mm-hmm. not smaller um, allow and if you can see something as well you can see that gem and you know whether they're a young person or they're they've gone all the way through their career but you can see that their dreams and their goals are as important to fulfill as your own mm-hmm. the ones that don't want to be part of that are not right for your business yeah. and I mean that is that's a harsh reality but that is something that we have to and if you allow that negativity part of that business to take over you will quash those gems you will take the polish off of them because they'll, they'll never put their, their heads above uh, you know above that, that moment to, to say I, I want to tell you what my idea is so 
it's easier to build this with a smaller team and then take hold of that because it becomes part of your culture Mm -hmm. and grow out but when you've got a big team and you're bringing this concept in it's much harder Mm -hmm. so build from the ground up and make sure that this is a valued part of um, when you build amazing and we always like to finish on a worst piece of advice because people get given awful advice all the time. And this is about your fragrance paint paintbrush. It Tell is. It is. I, I have to say, I've not had a lot of terrible advice. No. I really haven't. Maybe because I didn't listen to it and didn't didn't follow it through. Um, and if you do get a piece of advice and your gut, that gut instinct is a vital ingredient to success. If your gut says, mm, mm. even even though you respect the person, walk away from it. Okay. Take the consequences of it. But mine was, um, it was, it was a couple of people I was working with and I had come up with this idea of changing the way the world did, the whole world did something in my lifetime. So it's a quite a, it was quite an ambitious sort of goal. And I came up with the paintbrush. Mm-hmm. I decided, um, I was sitting one day playing with paintbrushes and thought, that's it, that's it. I'm going to get the world to paint themselves with fragrance. And the first time I presented it, everybody looked at me and then I started to pull the product together. And two people turned around and said, never catch on, it's so gimmicky. And I remembered at that moment, I felt utterly crushed. Right. Really crushed because it was, the world doesn't change with people that play it safe. The world changes with people that take risks and dream and do things, you know. And when you, when I look at the people I admire in my life, Jesse Owens, Steve Jobs, Florence Nightingale, um, Coco Chanel, all those people took risks. Mm. And they probably were all told that it would never work. And I remember thinking to myself, I, hold, I held that little paintbrush in my hand and I thought, I'm going to to show you and everybody else I'm right now if I had listened to that advice and what happened was that negativity then took over a whole group of people and really? no one believed mm. I was the my husband and I and two other people were the only ones that believed it would work and we continued with the project and every time we presented the next stage and the next stage the same thing happened until we launched a product my business today has gone global mm. and is about to do the most incredible things because of that paintbrush. Mm. So hold on to your belief in your creativity and yourself. Push on and do not listen, do not allow those negative um, things that come in to try and take us off track because otherwise all you, you will never change the world if you have that mindset. Brilliant, so inspiring. Thank you so much, Joe, for your time today. You're welcome, thank you. Thank you so much to Jo, really loved speaking to her and I hope you took loads of great advice away from the interview too. The new fragrance she mentioned in the interview, Jo by Jo Loves, the first carrying her name, is available now at joloves.com. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please do subscribe, rate us, review us. It really, really helps spread the word. We look forward to seeing you next week for more advice from women worth listening to.